Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, February 17th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, the state of Illinois is changing how it is encouraging responses to the 2020 census. They've never done it like this before, um, where they put it in the community's hands to encourage their citizens to participate. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt tells us how the change is impacting census outreach efforts in the Metro East. First, the headlines. Missouri lawmakers are considering a proposal to let some inmates 65 and older out of prison early. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports on which prisoners may be eligible. This measure would only apply to a narrow prison population. The sponsor is Tom Hannigan, a Republican representative from St. Charles. He says only about 100 inmates would be eligible for early parole hearings. They must be 65 or older and have served more than 30 years of their sentence. State Representative Lane Roberts, a Republican from Joplin, says he's concerned about the victims of the crime. They're going to have to come back and relive that event and testify at that parole. And I struggle with asking victims to go through that a second time, whether it's 10 years later, 50 years later. Those eligible must be serving a minimum sentence of 50 years. Supporters say this could save the state hundreds of thousands of dollars in health costs. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Two massive agricultural companies have been ordered to pay $250 million in punitive damages in the first dicamba-related federal trial. A jury in Cape Girardeau made that decision involving Monsanto and BASF over the weekend. Monsanto is now owned by Bayer. Jurors ruled in favor of Missouri's largest peach farm late last week. Bader Farms sued the companies, claiming they conspired to harm crops to increase profits of dicamba-resistant seed and herbicides. The companies have also been ordered to pay another $15 million in damages. The International Space Station is planning to deploy nearly one dozen satellites Wednesday, including one built by St. Louis University students. As St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports, the students are studying how well computer devices function in space. The Argus 2 satellite could show how much space radiation could damage software stored on memory cards, and it's also going to run a program that takes photos of the Earth. 45 engineering students have been working on the six-pound satellite since 2017. Senior Jeffrey Kelly is one of them. It's been exciting and terrifying and frustrating all at the same time. SLU Aerospace Engineering Professor Michael Swartout advises them. Undergraduate students are making the decisions, they're soldering the boards, they're putting things together, they're writing the code, they're making it work, and then they're getting it up in space and operating it. The team will find out if Argus 2 is working within 15 hours after it's deployed. That's how long it needs to recharge its batteries. I'm Eli Chen, St. Louis Public Radio. Responses to the 2020 census will start being collected in the St. Louis region in about a month. The count determines congressional representation and how federal and state funding will be distributed. Early estimates are indicating Illinois' population will decline. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports Metro East organizations are taking charge to ensure an accurate count. The 2020 census is a big deal for communities in the Metro East. 
Most cities in the region can't afford an undercount. It's all about revenue. Jennifer Ferguson is a 2020 census coordinator for Belleville. She's part of a city committee that's tasked with ensuring an accurate count. More about how communities plan to reach this goal later. First, here's why an accurate count is so important. Ferguson says cities across Illinois get money from the state based on their population. It comes from things like income tax, use tax, and motor fuel tax, which is some of the largest sources of revenue that the city has in order to pay for those public services. Belleville's estimated 42,000 residents represent nearly $7 million of revenue in the 2020 fiscal year. Ferguson says that money pays for everyday things like the fire department and police. An undercount risks more than revenue for other communities in the region. East St. Louis and Collinsville could both lose their home rule status. Shannon Anderson is a program manager at Teens Against Killing Everywhere, which is based in East St. Louis. If the population drops below 25,000 people, they will lose home rule and will not be um, recognized as a city anymore and will be for lack of a better word, downgraded into a village. Home rule in Illinois gives cities the broad ability to create regulations, rules, and taxes without having to ask permission from the state general assembly. Drop below the 25,000 mark and a community's residents have to decide if the home rule power stays. Anderson says the city can't risk an undercount. East St. Louis is already a community that's been reeling from several losses over several decades. With so much riding on the results of the census, city governments and community organizations across the Metro East are working together to count everyone who lives here. Lisa Mersinger of Madison County Community Development leads a census information meeting in Edwardsville. Since we don't know or I haven't met this group, do you think we could go around and, and just say your name and where you're from so I get an idea of who everybody is? The attendees in the room begin to introduce themselves. There are mayors, city and village officials, but also representatives from community-facing groups, like public libraries and the NAACP. Mersinger explains why the census is important and some general reasons why Madison County's population is hard to count. You know, we have mobile population, information explosion. What information do you believe? Just trusting the government is a big thing. So that's what we're dealing with here. She then fields questions and ideas for different ways the county's population can be reached. Mersinger adds how the county government can help individual communities. We are here and part of our grant is to print stuff off. We can provide you with any materials. Madison County Community Development received a portion of state grant money that's supposed to help local communities encourage more responses to the census. Tina Hubert, the Six Mile Regional Library District Executive Director, says Madison County is mobilizing every available resource it has for the census count. I think it's essential. Libraries, as an example, are fairly trusted by communities. We're not going to spam or spoof. She says the library in Granite City is already fielding questions about the census, weeks before responses will be collected. People are wondering, okay, when is this going to happen? What am I going to have to do? Most of the questions that we've been getting, though, are from seniors and veterans. Teens Against Killing Everywhere also received grant money from the state, focusing on counts in St. Clair, Calhoun, Jersey, Clinton, Washington, and Monroe counties. Anderson says this kind of approach to census outreach is novel. They've never done it like this before, um, where they put it in the community's hands to encourage their citizens to participate. She says involving entire communities this time around is crucial. Whether that be the census or youth programming or housing development, community development, whatever it is, people are just more comfortable with people who look like them, with people they know have their communities 
best interests at heart. In today's political climate, Anderson says familiarity and trust are the keys to an accurate count. In Belleville, I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Holly Edgel edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.